Welcome to the Thursday, August 11th, 2011 edition of Radio Friaz's daily podcast. I'm your host and ranter, Peter Bergman, and before we go any further, I want to apologize to the people of Minnesota. I said that uh, Attorney General Jim Bruning was from Minnesota when actually he's a corn husker. He's the Attorney General of Nebraska. He's the one that uh, compared welfare recipients and the poor to raccoons eating insects out of a bucket. Uh, you remember that from yesterday. Oh, what, what an inauthentic American. In any case, he had to recant because people caught him making the kind of jokes I'm sure work fine at his men's club and on the country club greens. Oh, uh, his spokesman, not Jim himself, because he doesn't have the sand to do it, said it was an inartful statement and one Jim regrets making. Inartful? That, does that mean he could have made that basically racist and classist uh, slur more artfully? And he regrets having made it? Well, I regret that he's the Attorney General of Nebraska running for the Senate. <laughs> And if I think that he's the only one with this kind of mental handicap running under the GOP banner, and if you agree with me, then... Everything you know is wrong! The GOP really thinks that they're doing the right thing, both for our country and politically by being obstructionists and basically bringing us down to our, our lowest point in ever so long. Well, it turns out they're making themselves tremendously unpopular. Today's Republican Party, according to Ben Smith, is becoming less popular than during impeachment times, when they're impeaching, you know, Bill Clinton, and they were thought they were at their nadir. Well, it's worse now. After all, impeachment was a year-long circus that divided the country, consumed the news, and distracted the Congress and the nation from other priorities. Of course, that's exactly what the Tea Party-led Republican Congress just put the country through with a crisis it manufactured. A standoff of months where they put their extreme agenda ahead of the nation's most urgent priorities. Newt Gingrich and the GOP-led House overplayed its hand in 1998. They lost House seats in that year's election and their popularity dropped to near all-time lows. Today's Republican Party has also overplayed their hand. They manufactured a crisis for their own political ends, a kind of economic treason, one that put our nation on the brink of default for the first time in history and led directly to a downgrade in our credit rating. Those who remember the spectacle of impeachment and the damage it brought to the GOP may find it unfathomable that today's Republican Party is less popular than one of that era. But the behavior of Republicans during this debate and the consequences of their brinkmanship on our economy undoubtedly makes the judgment of the voters justified. America is waking up to just how pernicious and wrong-headed this whole Republican obstructionist, love the rich, hate the poor, taxes are of the devil, stop everything, make Obama a one-term president. It's poisonous. It is driving down their numbers. And I've been saying for a long time, I may be wrong, I have been before, but I don't think this time, we are witnessing the dissolution of the GOP in front of our very eyes. Chuck Todd of NBC, who, who pens First Read, says that Rick Perry is the anti-Obama. 
Not the Antichrist. That's the Pope, according to the preacher that sat next to Perry during his Save America or Pray for Rain gathering in Houston last weekend. He said, in recent history, American voters have tended to opt for a sharp contrast when voting from one party to the other for the White House. You have Bill Clinton, you know, the commoner versus the patrician George H.W. Bush. Swing voters picked the devout born-again Christian George Bush after the Clinton sex scandals. And despite the grief he's recently received from some progressives, the compromising and mediating Obama has always been a contrast from the you're with us or against us Bush. Given this history, it's worth asking, is Frontrunner Mitt Romney, who once supported abortion rights and signed a Massachusetts health reform into law, which he now seriously, of course, regrets, is he the sharpest contrast to Obama? Or is it Governor Goodhair? The anti-Obama, indeed, out of everyone in the likely GOP field, Perry appears to be the anti-Obama in many ways. Unlike the deliberate incumbent, Perry has used his powers aggressively through his appointments. Some opponents even call it political revenge. While the current president has talked about unity and bipartisanship, Perry once, jokingly, suggested secession. That will come back to bite him in his well-manicured ass. Perry was a C&D student from Texas A&M, Obama was an Ivy League star and head of the Harvard Law Review. And while this nation's unemployment rate stands at 9.1%, Perry can point at Texas's better 8.2%. This is what makes a potential Romney versus Perry primary showdown captivating. If Romney, on paper, is the Republicans' party's strongest general election candidate, and that seems to be true, then Perry represents its sharpest contrast with Obama. And think about this. The more vulnerable Obama looks, GOP voters might be more concerned with ideological purity and likability than electability. That's a thought. Governor Goodhair versus the Not Me in 2012? What a burn burner! Crud life. The beer that's watered down upstream where the fish don't swim and the sun don't shine. At the end of another long, long day of working down in the dumps, time to pick yourself up and take yourself home for another one-nighter with a six-pack of crud light. Party on, partner, until the crud runs out or your liver shuts down. Crud light is a deniable byproduct of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab Colorado. Just to remind you how obstructionist the GOP House is, Representative Michael Burgess, a Republican from Texas, agreed with the constituent that President Obama should be impeached in an attempt not to, you know, not to punish him for high crimes or misdemeanors, but, quote, to obstruct the president from pushing his agenda. So Burgess says it needs to happen, and I agree with you. It would tie things up. No question about that. The Republicans are willing to use the impeachment process? Uh, th this, is, this is strong stuff. In order to block Obama's agenda? Just how unpatriotic, how unthinking, how unmindful this is. These people truly suck. Hey, any GOPers out there that are worried that Rick Perry uh, has any green skeletons in his closet, Rest easy. He enters the GOP race with a totally ungreen record. Unlike Mitt Romney, the Texas governor doesn't believe in global warming science. Oh my God. And unlike Tim Pawlenty, Newt Gingrich, and John Huntsman, there are no viral ads of Perry touting the virtues of bipartisanship as a solution to climate change. 
Yeah. Perry, on the other hand, was Al Gore's uh, state chairman in 1988. And here's what Perry said. I've heard Al Gore talk about man-made global warming so much that I'm starting to think that his mouth is the leading source of all that supposedly deadly carbon dioxide. This man is a yahoo. This man is a vicious ignoramus. Asked in 2009 about his political break with Gore, as well as their divergent views on climate change, Perry told a Dallas Builders group, I certainly got religion. I think he's gone to hell. Oh my, oh my. Imagine the President of the United States standing up and saying, those who don't agree with me on climate change or etc., etc., are going to hell. Oh my golly. You know, the Democratic Party I've always supported is the, the party of the progressives. They've lost a lot of that um, impulse, but not Representative Jan Skakowski. Democrat of Illinois and a member of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, she announced yesterday that she will introduce a progressive-minded budget outline aimed at putting more than two million people to work. Sounds like a good idea to me. Titled The Emergency Jobs to Restore the American Dream Act, the plan would cost $227 billion a few days in Afghanistan and would be implemented over two years. It would be financed by separate legislation introduced by Schakowsky called the Fairness in Taxation Act, if you can believe it, which would raise taxes for Americans who earn more than a million and a billion. It would also eliminate subsidies for big oil companies while closing loopholes for corporations that send American jobs overseas. It's such a great idea. Can you imagine? I mean, Grover Norquist is spinning in his coffin. The congressman said her plan would create 2.2 million jobs and decrease the unemployment rate by 1.3%. If we want to create jobs, then create jobs, she said in a press conference. I'm not talking about incentivizing companies in the hopes they'll hire someone or cutting taxes for the so-called job creators who have done nothing of the sort. My plan creates actual new jobs. Schakowsky's proposal reads more like a progressive wish list, but here is what happens. Under her plan, the following policies would be implemented. The School Improvement Corps would create 400,000 construction and 250,000 maintenance jobs by finding positions created by public school districts to do needed school rehabilitation improvements. Good idea. The Park Improvement Corps would create 100,000 jobs for youth between the ages of 16 and 25 through new funding to the Department of the Interior and the USDA Forest Service Public's Land Corporation Act. Young people would work on conservation projects on public land, including the restoration and rehabilitation of natural, cultural, and historic resources. A great idea! And here come the Student Job Corps, which would create 250,000 more part-time work-study jobs for eligible college students through new funding for the federal work-study program. Hey, imagine having to work and study! The Neighborhood Heroes Corps would hire 300,000 new teachers, 40,000 new police officers, and 12,000 new firefighters. Well, they'll have to go and probably put out all the fires that the uh, youth corps out there in the forest have been setting. The Health Corps would hire at least 40,000 healthcare providers, including physicians, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, nurses, and healthcare workers to expand access to underserved rural and urban areas. 
The Child Care Corps would create 100,000 jobs in early childhood care and education through additional funding for early Head Start. And the Community Corps would hire 750,000 individuals to do needed work in communities, including housing, rehab, weatherization, recycling, and rural conservation. In addition, the bill would give priority to the long-term unemployed, the so-called 99ers who have exhausted both their state and federal unemployment benefits. Hey, that's a progressive plan. That's the spirit of FDR and Ickes and Harry Hopkins rising up through the toxic fumes of Washington, smiling at the idea of putting America back to work. Shovels and hovels, shovels and hovels. And if you think that's just pipe dreams, baby, then everything you know is wrong.